Hello and welcome to the Refreshed Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. I'm your host, Jared Cunningham. Today's episode will probably be my favorite of the series because not only do I finally get to tell a story I haven't been able to share, it also connects to today's hymn. As I've shared many times, I am a self-proclaimed music nerd because I like learning about the background stories involved in making music. For me, when I can know where the thought process was behind certain songs, it gives the songs I like greater meaning and helps me understand them better. The same applies to me. I write songs as well, and I like sharing how I wrote specific songs, the stories behind them, and what made them click. From personal experience, it looks like it helps people connect with them. That said, here's the story. If you've been around for the past year, you may have heard a song I wrote called A Little Hope. Back somewhere between April and June of 2019, while we were setting up for worship in Sinopolis, I was listening to the band The Wallflowers. Singing along to their songs used to be my vocal warm-up, we'll say. A song called Everybody Pays As They Go came on. Pays, P-A-Y-S. In my opinion, it's about how, as we move through life, there's things we give up and let go, like we would money. While the song was playing, Pastor Brian walked into the theater to finish getting some things ready and paused listening to the song. Finally, he says, oh, I thought it was saying everybody paints, P-A-I-N-T-S, as they go. Which makes sense, because you really do paint as you go, but I guess we do pay as we go, too. For whatever reason, I thought this was hilarious, and I thought it was only fair to write a song called Everybody Paints as They Go, as a joke for Brian parody song. I had written a few parody songs before. I vaguely remember my take on John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change. My version was called Waiting on the Semester to End. After worship that day, the lines started coming to me. Rivers know which way to flow, and everybody paints as they go. But there was one that changed the entire thought process. Somehow eastern skies all know to head west and every living thing has its time to rest. When I came up with that line, I sort of knew this wouldn't be a parody song anymore. We know that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, that it's due to the earth completing another 24-hour rotation, and the reason we have day and night. We also know that the human body needs rest. We feel the effects of not stopping to let the body recuperate. When our minds try to push ahead and to say, no, we, we, do not, we don't need rest, we, we have to keep going, our bodies will run themselves down until we have no choice but to stop and rest. Another favorite line of mine from A Little Hope is, the seasons take turns to make the backdrops to our lives. You know those stories or movies that take place on a cold winter's night or a crisp fall afternoon or a sweltering summer day? We also know that the seasons are a result of the earth revolving around the sun. I know I've said this many times throughout this series already, but how often do we stop and think about that? The earth is always rotating and revolving. The seasons come and go like they're supposed to. 
somewhere out there beyond our galaxy, the universe is expanding, growing, and stretching further and further outward. On our own planet, considering the adverse effects we've placed on it, our environment is still going. When we take ourselves as humankind out of the picture, the environment sort of thrives. Flowing water sources are pure and run wherever they're supposed to. Even the wildlife moves and operates as it should. The idea of a little hope is if the world can continually move through the cycles that it's supposed to, if life in any form can continue to grow despite whatever circumstances and ill effects we've subjected the planet to, whether social or environmental, then maybe we too can grow and thrive and maybe, just maybe, there's a little hope out there for us. The very existence of nature itself, in my opinion, should give us hope. Because like us, it is God's creation. There's so much design that goes into the environment around us. From plant life to the rain cycle, animal migration and hibernation, even lowly insects as much as we may not care for them. Long ago, another famous hymn sought to highlight creation in song. Cecil Francis Alexander, known as Fanny by friends and family, was born in 1818 in Ireland. More of an introvert, Alexander showed interest in poetry and writing, her first works appearing in the family's weekly magazine. Her first publication of songs appeared in 1846 and was titled Verses for Holy Season. However, it is in her second publication, Hymns for Little Children, that we find one of her most popular works, All Things Bright and Beautiful. Though it was written with children in mind, All Things Bright and Beautiful became widely popular among all ages. The hymn is said to be inspired by a section of the Apostles' Creed, which calls God the maker of heaven and earth. Each stanza draws on the various pieces that make up our world. Each little flower that opens, each little bird that sings, he made their glowing colors, he made their tiny wings. The purple-headed mountains, the river running by, the sunset and the morning that brightens up the sky. The cold wind in the winter, the pleasant summer sun, the ripe fruits in the garden, he made them every one. He gave us eyes to see them and lips that we might tell how great is God Almighty who has made all things well. The chorus circles back to tell us all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. We haven't talked much about nature in this series. Creation in and of itself serves as the witness to God's power and care. The intricate care that went into the variety and growth of a flower comes from the same God that cares for us. The hands that hold the stars and planets in place hold us in their care as well. And this hymn reminds us of that. In a way, All Things Bright and Beautiful reimagines the various psalms that talk about creation, calling for nature itself to praise God, like Psalm 148. Praise God, all of you who are his messengers. Praise God, all of you who comprise his heavenly forces. Sun and moon, praise God. All of you bright stars, praise God. You highest heaven, praise God. Do the same, you waters that are above the sky. 
Let all of these praise the Lord's name because God gave the command and they were created. God set them in place always and forever. God made a law that will not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all you ocean depths. Do the same fire and hail, snow and smoke, stormy wind that does what God says. Do the same, you mountains, every single hill, fruit trees, and every single cedar. Do the same, you animals, wild or tame, you creatures that creep along, and you birds that fly. Do the same, you kings of the earth, and every single person, you princes and every single ruler on earth. Do the same, you young men, young women too, you who are old together with you who are young. Let all of these praise the Lord's name, because only God's name is high over all. Only God's majesty is over earth and heaven. Mm -hmm.